Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning, the following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example, Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent Breed is people! I am your father. Get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 426, Bohemian Rhapsody. Smarkitude. I know. We should do that. We should just we should, yeah, smirkitude. Yeah, smirkitude. TM. TM. Yeah, TM. Like TM that because that is good. So, is this the Real Spoilers or is this just fantasy? So this know. is fantasy. Not man. mine. <laughs> Gold bag. Gold bag. Oh, is that right? <laughs> Did you not like this movie? No, I just thought being here oh. yeah, <laughs> on a Sunday morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, you, you did get an extra hour. Yeah, that's true. That Some of true. us did. Some of us had to work an extra hour. Yay. Do you at least Ooh. get paid for it? Yeah. I you didn't. Did. Yeah. I used to work overnight at the grocery store, and they, they pulled that what? crap with me. Oh, they, they were, were just like, like, oh, you got off an hour early in the springtime. Oh, right. right. And I was like, <laughs> no, but I didn't get paid for that hour. Right. So, yeah. like... I can't tell you how many times in radio I pulled the work the overnight yeah, card. Yeah, I've done where that. Where you're like, oh, it's one o'clock all over again. And guess who didn't schedule an extra hour of music? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oops. Uh, I remember that. Oh, I remember those days. Yeah, I was uh-huh. looking. I was. Uh, it got a Davida. <laughs> I was walking, four times. I'm out. Here's a tool song. I was walking a beat and I was just like, oh, man. I'm, all right. It's for cruise nights. Cruising pretty cruising long. I look at my phone. I was like, damn it. It's one o'clock again. <laughs> oh, this is going to suck. Oh, goodness. So uh, we should. And the guy said, Ned? Yeah. Ned? <laughs> we should uh, probably go around the table and everyone can introduce themselves. Uh, this is Dan. This Sorry, is I, I was I was thinking Phil. It is this is Dan. Ned, Ned Ryerson. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is Kevin, and this is Tom. And Chris returns. Yay! To discuss Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, real quick, shameless plugs. Don't forget, we're available on iTunes. You can go there, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, check out our Facebook page at facebook.com/slash Real Spoilers, and uh, join the League of Show Shares. So there, that's all that. Let's uh, let's dig into the movie. So shall let's we? let's uh, let's get this out of the way right now. Brian Singer's a scumbag. Yeah, and how he is still a directing legendary scumbag. How he is still directing movies is beyond me. Well, he's, he's doing, still getting offers. That that's the thing. He's supposed to do Red uh, Red Sonja. No. Yes. After all this, yeah, they, yes. he's the front runner for that. 
I'm surprised they're making that movie, given how bad that Jason Momoa Conan movie was. <laughs> Ooh. I liked it, but yeah, it was know, really bad. <laughs> I really wanted the, uh, the Rose McGowan Red Sonia. I still want that movie. Yeah, that's yeah. not going to happen. <laughs> not with Brian Singer. <laughs> no. Or Rose McGowan. <laughs> <laughs> that was the Robert Rodriguez one, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right, that would have been pretty cool. But yeah, like it's. It, I didn't even realize that he was the director of this movie. Like I heard his name kicked around. But I thought like they brought him on and then they fired him. They fired him on the set, but it was over. It was almost done. I didn't. Yeah, I just thought that they, it was one of those things where they were just like, "Oh, you got to go." He, he wasn't showing up. He the had set. enough sway. I mean, because isn't Bad Hat Harry his production company? I yes. think it is. He had yes. enough sway that That's he was the big reason Harry. why this got the green light was because of his involvement. Oh, really? Yeah. That's a shame. Yeah, it could have been kicking around a long time. Right, we talked about it in the last episode where it was Sasha Baron Cohen and Todd Phillips. Yeah, they kicking around a long time. And it's just like... But uh, the producers said, hey, you've got a reputation. Yeah. And and it's not just a reputation of like his scummy reputation. He has a reputation of doing the stuff that he did on this movie, which is like... Just not show up. Not show up. His DP shoots a lot of the stuff. And his DP shot a lot of the stuff in this movie. Because I mean, he just he he's an absentee guy. When they would have cost him, he started he breaks down in tears on set, and and it's like it's who Brian cool. Singer does. Yeah, they're like, look, a... you got to be here. You're the director. It's your job. <laughs> I and guess that kind he, of explains Superman like, Returns. And he would disappear, and it was he and Rami Malek that actually came to. I feel like Rami Malek is one of those dudes who like doesn't put up with bull. He's universally like known to be a really really good guy like a good dude yeah right on he doesn't and have a lot like, of time to mess around yeah, he, though it doesn't he, seem he right. got worked up everybody's like Ooh. oh no <laughs> yeah no. yeah so like let's just, i mean we we know about his past we know about his mm-hmm. the accusations and we now we know that he was barely on set for this mm-hmm. which is i gotta tell you i loved this movie so maybe he should just not direct and let his DP, <laughs> let his DP do, do it. Let his DP do I it. Yeah, think I they might want to just consider giving that over because his DP shot a lot of that last X-Men movie, too. Oh, the bad one. Apocalypse? Well, uh, uh, last few that he's done. Wow, really? Yeah. It's it's just in, that's that's so weird. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so yeah, so this one, this whole movie is based on kind of like it's it's interesting because it is definitely based uh, it's on Freddie Mercury and his life. But they do a really good job of keeping the band in the movie as well. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of it is focused on Freddie Mercury, but Queen is there throughout most of this movie because they're heavily involved with the development. So oh, they're sure. like, put yeah. us in there. <laughs> this isn't just a Freddie Mercury. This is a movie. Oh, go ahead. I would say I do think they did a good job though of like I feel like the other members of Queen realize. They hitched their wagon to, to his him. star, yeah. and they realize it to this day. And so they wanted to be yeah. in the movie. They wanted to not be seen as they didn't want it to be a Freddie Mercury is like the real talent, right? But they also were willing to acknowledge that Freddie Mercury was responsible for about eighty yeah. percent of it. And they do know? reference that a lot, where they're just yeah. like, you know, we we argue about whose song is on the yeah. album and whose oh, yeah. name is on this, right? And, you know, they definitely let you know that. The other members of the band were also responsible uh, for songs. Yeah, I mean, right. I think this is a movie friendly. that is the byproduct of a movie that has the involvement of you know existing band members. Yeah. So what you get is a it's not a sanitized version. Um, they just didn't really. Wanna, I think it's a PG thirteen version. It is a PG thirteen. Uh, you know, it's not a tawdry like R rated no movie. But a lot of what they were were they really weren't that. And do you, you know, think was he though? 
like when he oh i mean i think but i think you get that i think, I think they the definitely get that. that across without going over the top yeah so the songwriting part of that uh, that that's a fairly common uh problem when you get with bands right um <laughs> my day job is i i work with management for bands uh and i've been either on the label side or management side for Jeez, 17 years at this point. Yeah. And you work um, with some big names. Drop some big, names. Uh, Shinedown, Hailstorm. Yeah. Uh, I've worked with everyone from, uh, I mean, if we want to go back to the label days, Guns N' Roses, Nine Inch Nails, uh, yeah. tons of bands, right. mainly rock bands. Um, but you'll find that when, Never it, heard of any of when it comes <laughs> to like the songwriting credits, because that is where the real money's at. Sure, right, right. Sure. It's all in publishing. And in some bands, everybody in the band has a part of the deal. There are deals where maybe two people have the contract and everybody else is a hired gun. Right. So the two primary people are going to get much more than everybody else. So while some people may look at that and go, well, that's just people fighting for their fair share. That's a very regular and very common argument amongst artists. And it gets very nebulous to oh, where yeah. when you're writing a song in a studio and somebody's like brings in a song yeah. that's relatively finished and then somebody says, well, what if we do this on the bridge right. and we add this little tinkle to the riff? Now then, I want songwriting credits. And then you're like, well, where does it stop and where does it start? Like, yes. It's not, you it, mean like that one line that Mike Love wrote for Good Vibrations? Right. Right. Well, and that's the thing is technically you're now part of the writing yeah, of that. He right. is. Um, and that's, you know, I think with the point with Queen, that was a very important part because that was them saying, we acknowledge, Freddie, that you're the guy, but from now on, right. we are four equal people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's the, and like that's the irony of that is that it's Deaky that says that who had up until that point written some of their biggest hits. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it's his name on it. Right. Well, it's not unlike, and I'm going to bring it back to my, my favorite band of all time is Guns N' Roses. You know, it was before a show where they were going to go on and open for the Rolling Stones that Axel held the band hostage and said, you all sign over your rights to the name Guns N' Roses to me, or we don't go on stage and this band is done now. And that's why before the reunion for the last 15 years, Axel was able to take whoever the hell he wanted out and call it Guns N' Roses because he owned the name. Gross. Wow. Uh, that's yeah. why I didn't have any interest. That's why I don't, I, yeah. I'm sorry, Buckethead. I'm just yeah, not right. into that. That's the, that story <laughs> that they say that they tell it. Were they in L.A.? when they were opening for Metallica yeah. and Hetfield gets set on fire. Yeah. Oh, that then, was Montreal. Okay, and then they come out. They're like, hey, look, he got burned up pretty bad. We're, we'll come back. And then I think it was Newstead that said he's like, all they had to do was go out there. And yeah. they would have been the gods of that of that show. And he's just like, and Axel was just like, nah. Because nah, he nah, didn't nah. want to be upstaged by James Hetfield being nope. set on fire. Right? Yeah. And not on purpose. Like yeah. he walked into a phosphorus well, flame yeah. that went off. And it came down mm. to money. It was, a, it was a dual headline show. And Guns was being paid, you know, however much money to, pay, to play however long. And so that's what they did. Right. They they went out like if they were billed to play ninety minutes, they played ninety minutes. You're right. They could have played two and a half hours and been the heroes of the world, but they weren't going to make an extra buck. Sure, sure. So they didn't do it. Right. And but I think that Newstead even said he was like Axel was complaining about his throat. He's like, and oh then for we, sure. And then we walk back there and he's drinking champagne and smoking cigarettes. Right. And Newstead's like, you know, if you quit doing that, you'd be okay, right? And he was like, yep. cool. 
Yeah, I just kept doing it. But well, yeah, so yeah, well, back to songwriting credits. Like, that's like Lennon McCartney. Yeah, they made, they made that yeah. deal very well, early 100%. in of like that way nobody's ever argued about who wrote more. It was just like any song, <laughs> regardless of if the other guy even had input on it, it was Lennon McCartney. I just picked yep. up Ringo being like, "Can I? Can I just get like some of it? Yeah, just a little bit." And to show you the value of publishing, like back to my band, the Monkees, when when Nesmith was so frustrated about them not being able to play on the records, one of the ways they shut him up was to give him the B side ah, to these to, to the singles go. because on a on a forty five, which was the primary way of selling music at that period of time, on a forty five, they didn't they didn't wait the the importance of what was moving the product so an a side or was moving an a side or a b side equal money equal money yeah and so they'd be like well how about we put you on the b side of (laughs) stepping stone yeah and and uh and so he would make a ton of money off of that yep they're just like okay yeah you got it exactly right and that's so and as we get into this there's a couple of moments in this movie that are very like they're they're like some of it's lighthearted, some of it's serious um but it's all very accurate as far as inner workings of intra-band stuff mm-hmm. and band and label stuff and things like that. Yeah. I never knew Freddie Mercury was married. Uh, uh, I, I don't that. think they got married. Oh okay. No, they were engaged. No. But oh, they okay. never got legally married. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I never law. knew about that, though. Mary Austin? Mm. Yeah. Hmm. And apparently she plays a bigger part. In his life than she does I in this movie. I believe he's the godfather of the child. Yeah, he oh, is. is that right? There's some yes. footage of him playing with the the child. Like it was like right at the very end. And yeah, they're playing with each other. He, uh, yeah, like he, she was. She had been. She dated Brian May, right? No, first. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And then so it's like she'd been around the band. Yeah. And then yeah, Freddie. That makes a sound. <laughs> well, yeah. That's not what I meant. But yeah. <laughs> but then Freddie saw her at a gig and you know did the whole little thing and then they got together. You but mean, yeah, you mean Doctor Brian May. Doctor Brian May. That's what I meant. Yes. So yeah. So this movie opens uh, at Live Aid. Like you, it's the back of Freddie, and he's getting ready to go out, and he's wearing the 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 gar, the jeans, and the mm-hmm. white and black Adidas, and the white tank top. Um, and he's just about to go on stage at Live Aid, and then they cut back uh, to young, not young, but like younger Freddie Mercury. Uh, and it's interesting, like, to see his family dynamic with his folks, like his mom and his sister, like they know. Like they know that he's meant for something more, and of course he gets the overbearing dad who's just like, "Where are you going?" He's like, mm-hmm. "Out." And he's like, "Again?" He, like, yeah, right. So he's he's kind of busting his balls a little bit about going out, and again he he was working at like a the the Heathrow Airport as like a baggage handler. You know, not the most glamorous job in the world, right? But apparently he was also like that's the thing is they uh, they kind of wash this out that he was in a band before mm-hmm. and. They yeah, make they, it, they make like it sound mis- like they make his- it look like he was a big fan of this band right. and was scared to talk to them. But he had been in a band for a while and like yeah. and, and like knew these guys. And it's not as he had introduced Tim Staffel and uh, Brian May. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Okay. So it's not they they make it look like he's just scared, right? Like you know, sheep in the wilderness. That's <laughs> and like, I could maybe, sing too. Maybe I, I could be in I a feel band. Like, I feel like Freddie Mercury was never that guy. No, was no. kind of and always this, super and, confident and, in himself. And, and honestly, this band was never that band. No, they, Smile wasn't that band. I mean, like this band was kind of they pe- people were always circling around this band, knowing oh. that, that they were gonna that they were gonna be something. Yeah, got it. like yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Uh, they um. But Freddie also, you know, he did kind of maneuver his like he had always 
been gunning for that spot, the lead. Oh yeah, yeah. Like it wasn't an accident, and and it was like it's it's sort of like Paul Diano and Iron Maiden, you know, before Bruce Dickinson. It's like very you know very successful, very well known, really good. But you know he wasn't the guy that was going to put know? him yeah, right, right. to the, take him to the next and level. It, and the, he knew that at the same time when the when the lead singer of Smile quits, right, right, and they they make fun of it because he's going to go join a band called Humpy Bong, yeah. right? <laughs> and you're like, well, that's ridiculous. It's not ridiculous at all because Humpy Bong featured the drummer from the Bee Gees, yeah. and so like, oh really? Yeah, and so like, in the Bee Gees had just been on a crazy tear through the mm. charts. So I mean, they were basically on paper. They were handing that guy a career on a platter. Yeah, right. Like you were going to go. What's he supposed to do? Yeah, right. you're going to go take the job with the guy from the Bee Gees. Like right. that's yeah. You know, that's no decision at all. Yeah, I mean, you're in this basically bar band that's going nowhere. Right. Or you can play with the Bee Gees, with a guy from the Bee Gees who not only. Like that guy is also going to know that world. He's go- already going to know record people. Yeah. He's already going to n- know the publicists and the TV and the media people. Yeah. So, like you, you've already done forty percent of what you need to do. Hindsight, yeah, sure. Although sure. stuck around. Uh, I mean, right. that, that guy um, re-recorded his vocals for this movie. Oh, and, is that and right? Smile actually asked Smile played a couple shows not that long. That's ago. fine. That's oh, good. that's so there's, cool. They're still. You know, like thing. there's no acrimony there. Yeah, I do appreciate that Brian May still has that hair. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. He was, he was like, born with it. He's like, hey, <laughs> if it ain't broke, <laughs> yeah, right. It's not, not. It's not yeah. dark anymore. Yeah, but god dang it, like yeah. you know exactly who he is when you see that hair. Absolutely, I knew exactly who he yeah. was. So yeah, so he goes. Freddie kind of sees the band play. He goes, and this is where he meets uh, Mary for the first time. And you know, there's definitely a connection mm-hmm. between the two. And I also appreciate that they don't with. Uh, the way that what's the guy's name? The guy that plays Freddie Freddie Mercury, Mercury. not oh, Rami, 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 Rami Malik. Malik. Yeah, the way he plays it is he definitely plays Freddie as effeminate, but not like over the top. Right, right. He's not like, flamboyant. He's right. not flamboyant yet. Well, right. he is kind Freddie, of. Well, Freddie Mercury was never not like. You see glimpses of it, and it's not until he comes out to marry. Then it gets turned up to eleven. Right. Well, Freddie Mercury wasn't super flamboyant or anything. What? Mm-hmm. I don't. No. I never well, saw him. I mean, as he like was very prancy. But yeah. yes, his stage man- mannerisms were very. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So he definitely loved the pageantry and the, and yeah. the showmanship of. But being that on was stage. also the the way that rock and roll was yeah. of that day. I mean, yeah, you're I talking about David Bowie era, too. Yeah. Sure. But That's I mean, to- David Bowie. Uh, yeah. I, okay, but also David Lee Roth, because okay. we're talking to the 70s. That right. was started yeah. Van Halen. And Mick like, Jagger and, as well. And Mick Jagger, all those yeah. guys. Yeah, Robert Plant. Yep. Yeah. But I, I can't put my finger on it that, that what the difference is that like when Robert Plant has those kind of moves on stage, it doesn't come off right. as prancy or effeminate. Like I don't, well, he's not wearing a unitard. That's true. Or that, ballet slippers. Okay. That and, would be- like, Freddie, like, there shouldn't have been... It's, it, again, it's like, you know, when, lyrically, when you dig into, like, Judas Priest, you're like, well, that, we should have yeah. seen this coming. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Like, well, it shouldn't who would have been a surprise. A, who would have thought that guy in all the leather and metal studs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is would, Living would, After Midnight really would about? Would actually right. be into leather yeah. and studs. Yeah. If Ram it will. down, right? In retrospect, Ram it down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I definitely. When I, I remember when, when when I found out that he was gay, and you're just like, oh, yeah. You listen again, you're like, uh, oh. oh. Well, now that changes I, Turbo Lover I, completely. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but yeah, like even that first that first Queen album, 
I mean, there's eat n- me alive. <laughs> right, <Yeah>. it's all <laughs> there. Yeah, you know, it's like watching Get Out. Yeah. You see it one way, and then oh. you get the, then you get the twist at oh. the end. You're like, oh, it's completely yeah. different. The second time I listened to that song, but it was also like, um, I mean, they were piggybacking a lot of what the glam rock scene was. Sure, sure. you had Roxy Music at that time. You had David Bowie, you had T Rex and Slade, and you got to look at all these bands. The Sweet. Yep, it wasn't. I mean, it, it was wasn't on par abnormal. with everybody else. I would agree, yeah. but there was definitely something. Well, musically, they were already like, yeah. I, I mean, they were they were in the glam scene, but they also had like a lot of like, I don't want to say prog rock, but there was definitely oh, was. a lot of, you know, no, there was they prog were, rock. Like there was yeah. clearly other things in their music right. and tempo change. Like, well, I think that's where you get to the difference between musicians and artists. Yes. And in, there's no denying the intellectual side of Queen. No. Both, yeah, they even both, kind of, and I'm not even going to say just lyrically, but like, and they, they they you see it when they go to record that record, and they just start putting literally everything in the kitchen sink in that studio and using mm-hmm. it to get different sounds. Right, yeah. they're like throwing the they're like they've got like the a speaker tied to a like a, a rope, and they're just like just swinging, swinging it back and forth, forth yeah. trying to get right. a different sound. But like to your point, like there's this when Freddie goes solo, and he's like, I was with this band. And they were doing everything I told them to do, right. and it just wasn't the same. Because they, they, they weren't, weren't creating, they were taking orders. Right. And that's like, the difference. Yeah. That's the difference. And, and that's the difference between a band and session music. Right, and that's Correct. exactly right. Yeah. So in this movie, I know that when... Did you get to see this? Yeah. Okay. When, when there were the concert scenes, they... They were obviously he was lip syncing to Freddie Mercury. Sure. Oh yeah. When do they isolate his vocals when he just raw sings? Is that Freddie or Rami when That's he's Freddie. just? It's Freddie. It's, it's Freddie. Freddie. So they, they, no, they brought in it takes. They brought in another guy. They to did sing. bring in another guy. It's uh, something Merkel and uh, Markle. Sounds just like him. And he does. He. Okay. I mean, he's a Freddie. He's a Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Person. Because okay. I like that yeah. sounds like him. So I'm like, did they isolate and Freddie's? I gotta vocals tell you, or? you know who sounds just like him. Is the drummer from the Foo Fighters, like it's Taylor Hawkins? Taylor Hawkins yeah. sounds almost identical. Uh, they did uh, when they were here last. They did under pressure. under pressure with him doing the Freddie parts and Dave doing the Bowie parts. Wow. and it was nuts. Like yeah. he can do the AO. Like it sound. I mean, he's insane. You know who I always thought sounded like Freddie Mercury was that Ben Fun, the lead singer, like mm-hmm. that Some Night song. Oh, I think his like, I can see that. I can hear. Are that you familiar bit. with the Struts? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He does that. The struts are very, very Queen influenced. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, I kind of both when, in their music and their and their style and persona. You know, when they did the tribute to uh, Freddie concert and they had all the different singers and bands playing with them. I know where you're going. Well, there was one person that I wanted to do it because there was like, oh, they were they were suggesting that maybe Robert Plant was going to do it, and I was yeah. like, that'd oh, be cool, man, that'd be cool, but it'd be more like the Paul Rogers. But there's one person that I was like, honestly, if that's who went out with them, I would go see, and it was Annie Lennox. Hmm. For me, it's George Michael. Oh, he was he was great, but I was George like, Michael if he got Annie is. Lennox, because then it's like she could hit those notes that yeah. we want to hear. Sure, yeah. sure. His version of somebody to love that from that tribute still gives me goosebumps. Yeah. And I, I was talking about this last night. Um, that I thought when they ran the credits of this movie to really hammer home how big this band was, they should have shown footage from that tribute because it was oh. in the same venue, Wembley Stadium. Yeah. Six years later, they packed that thing again for the Freddie tribute. Yeah. The only miss of that tribute was the finale of it when they brought Liza Minnelli out to do We Are the Champions. It's because he loved, Freddie loved Liza. And I get it, but it's it was <laughs> so Broadway like, bad. <laughs> like <clears throat> Everything else about that, like that was for him. Elton John and Axel doing Bohemian Rhapsody, 
and George Michael doing someone to love, mm-hmm. uh, Andy Lennox and David Bowie doing Under Pressure. Yeah. Um, every everyone they picked to do every one of those songs was perfect. Yeah. Is that on Blu-ray? Like, can you get yeah, that? Yeah, you HD? can get it. It's okay. and it is worth. I want to see it. I've it was, never seen I have it. It's so pretty good. I've seen the Live Aid, which everyone. It was seen, a whole day it. thing where during the day. All the individual artists did it, much like Live Aid did an abbreviated set, like 20, 30 minutes. And then at night, Queen came out, and they just rolled singers. So like during the day, you had Def Leppard, Guns N' Roses. Like every big band of the day came out and played, played their set. And then at night, Queen played for, what, two hours? Mm-hmm. And it was just a different singer, different singer, different singer. That's and it's, awesome. It was pretty good. And I sat there the entire day and just watched MTV, yeah. and wow. it was insane. When they had music. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's, not, that's not a thing Music anymore. television. <laughs> yeah. And so, the guy I was talking about, his name is Mark Martell. Okay. Is the okay. guy who... He does who, the isolated vocals. Yes. I don't know exactly what oh, he does, yeah. but I know that they brought him in to 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 sing some of this stuff. Okay. Oh, well. Because yeah. there were was, times, like like in the bar when he first meets them, he sings and I'm like, whoa, this guy. But if there's no music in the background. Yeah. Like, he's just doing vocals. Right. So it's got to be him. But it sounded just like Freddie. So yeah. That he was can, cool. Yeah. And that's... I mean, his... Obviously, you you know his vocal range, and that is not an easy thing to replicate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so he comes out and he introduces himself to the band, and they're just like, uh, "Our lead singer just quit," and he was like, "I'll do it." And then they were just like, "Yeah, all right, cool, see ya." And then he s- breaks into one of the Smiles songs, and they're just like, "Uh, uh, hold on one second. He's like, "I'll wait for your offer," band and yeah. like walks away, and he's like, "Hey, can Boy, you play? It, can it, you play bass?" And he's like. No, nope, <laughs> nope, not gonna do that. And just walks away, yeah. and I was like, "That's a, I like." So this movie does like there are some heavy emotional stuff. Uh, it's a, but there's also a lot of comedy. Like yeah. there's some really good natural. Apparently, he was very very beats. funny. I can see that for sure. Yeah. I can absolutely see that. Uh, so they start In interviews even when he's like serious. It's like a dry humor though. Yeah. His answers are very he's very good at yeah quick yeah. answers, right? Yeah. So the he starts touring with smile and they start doing that I love the scene where he's trying like he goes into f- like the Freddy stage persona Immediately <laughs> he, like well, he can't not right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He just has to be that guy and uh He's trying like it's the the microphone on the stage is like bolted down, yeah. so he's trying to like pull it off and he can't get the he can't get the microphone off and he's not singing the words right. Yeah. And Brian May's like, it's the origin sing, of his half sing the song. It's the origin of his half microphone. Right, I, right. I, yeah. I, 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 I don't think this movie is what you could classically refer to as good. Right, uh, like I, 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 is it this, good? To it's, me, this movie is this movie's a deep fried taco in that really? I don't think it's very good, but you still end up leaving having had fun. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun. fun. Yeah. Even and though the lead character dies of AIDS. I gotta tell it's you, it's as fun, fun of an AIDS, <laughs> and, as an AIDS death movie. And Robbie can be. Malik is, is, He's is, is mesmerizing. This yeah. is this is almost Mamma Mia for guys. Uh, it's a kind oh, of how dare you? I don't know that he's wrong. I like I mean, like the thing is, is that it's kind of it's a, a sing along concert movie. It's a great performance. Yeah. It in is. a very behind the music movie, especially it's at the very beginning. behind the music. It, yeah, that it, first it's the, hour, it's yeah. lifetime is it's, like it's, oh, there's like there's some laugh out loud, unintentionally funny moments. Well, like I mean, this movie like is like they could call this Queen the fan service. <laughs> <laughs> like yes. it, like when it's like here's how he invented his microphone yeah. stand. Right, sure, and here's sure. how he yeah. did like like there's a lot of m- moments where I'm just like that or like there's like just some awful lines where it's like 
hey guys, I just got the call. We're yeah. number one in the oh, U.S. Sure, sure. Like it's just like there's oh my- some very stereotypical Hollywood moments. Yeah, yeah. it's very bland a yeah. lot of times, right. and that's where I think that the Sasha Baron Cohen movie, even if it wasn't so rated R gritty, I don't think that it would have been as cutesy. Right, I think it would have been a more serious. I don't think it would have been as fun. So yeah. like, maybe on the cutesy tip, I'm assuming everyone in this room caught. The Mike Myers. Oh, show. of course. Yeah, yeah, like awesome. everyone because in the theater caught my, the Mike Only one. half my theater caught it. I gotta really? tell you, that's my introduction to Queen. Is it really? Mine, For yeah. a lot of people, Mine it too. is. Wayne's 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 I Wayne's think Wayne's they know that. That's yeah. why he's in it. Yeah. And yeah. I right. think the only people who didn't catch that joke were people who didn't realize that was Mike Myers. Yeah. Possibly. Right. Uh, right. right on. Because yeah. he's so, he looks so different. He literally says headbanging Yeah, nobody's gonna headbang in a car to this song. Yeah. But that is, I remember seeing Wayne's World and hearing that song for the first time, and I was like, who, what, who is this? I'm like, what are they doing in that car? And that was it. Like, I was, I was in for life after that. Don't they, I forget if it's, where in the movie they reference it that Bohemian Rhapsody was re-released 16 years later and went at the number end. one. At the at very the end. end. It was yeah, a, yeah, 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 and yeah. that again is yeah, Wayne's, Wayne's World. World. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's interesting that so I thought that they had done it twice. I thought that they had met they so they re-released it after Freddie died. Yes. And it went back to number one. Yes. And, and then, then they, they re-released it, it for Wayne's World and it went back to number one. And yeah. it's just like how many songs do that? Where it's just like you handle have these, in the wind, I guess. I guess. Yeah, it's yeah. With which, different lyrics. Which, yeah. by God, I saw that show this week and it was insane. That's what I heard. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like that's that song. I feel like is probably top five greatest rock songs of all time. And he had been working on that song. It was called the Cowboy Song. Okay. And he had been working that song forever. And then, like then before, Lizzie stole the, song, the title. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but before Queen, he had been working on that wow. song. Yeah. It's just and I, so and they just called it the cowboy song. I also I liked that they kind of did the the Creed thing, where like he's so he's laying in bed with Mary and he reaches over the top of his head and he mm-hmm. plays like just the like four or five keys of the piano riff and stops. And I was like, if you just keep doing that until this movie earns that song, that's kind of brilliant. Well, he didn't feel he didn't think he was a very good keyboard player. Oh, really? And they were like, you're really good. You're good at everything. But they also he also they knew that he wanted to be out on the stage. Sure. So, I mean, that's why like songs live, like he would sometimes stay at the piano or if like Roger was picking up vocals or, or Brian was picking up vocals. But, you know, that's why the piano wasn't prevalent in a lot of the like songs the live because right. it would be a little bit and then jump out. Right. And which makes sense. Like you're, yeah. you're paying to see. Until they him, brought in right. like another keyboard right. player sometimes. Right. So the interesting thing about um, Bohemian Rhapsody going number one, the amount of times it did, is, and this is, again, a part of the movie that is, is art imitating real life. When they're having the conversation with Mike Myers' character, and he's like, this song is six minutes long. <laughs> yeah. That's a real thing with radio. Oh, absolutely. Like, yes. it, it, it's gotten a little easier now. It's not so much the three-minute rule. It's usually, like if you get much four, over four and a half, yeah. it's an issue. There are exceptions. Obviously, this was an exception. There, there's been songs that Let have gone be, six plus. Stairway to Heaven. Right. Yeah. November come, Rain. Come Sail Away. Yeah. Like there's, yeah. There are songs that will, that will push it, but uh, the- Euro Trash Girl. Yep. Easily. <laughs> Moving in stereo. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> They're out there. Um, Nookie. Yeah. All right. Uh, Bad Out of Hell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. What's the, Paradise uh, by the Dashboard, dashboard lights. lights? Yeah, that's yeah. what I meant to say. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it is a, a fairly steadfast rule that if your song is over that, you either need an edit mm-hmm. 
or it doesn't get worked as a single. Or it needs to be one of the best songs of all time. Correct. Right. Guess it, what this one is. Yeah, because right. honestly, the songs we rattled off, are, with the exception of Eurotrasher, are home runs. <laughs> are And there's an edit of that. Yeah. Uh, are... Are like the best Some of the best songs Of all time yep, But yeah. you, you gotta remember Radio is measured In quarter hours For ratings And so if you put on A six and a half minute song A seven minute song And it sucks And people punch out You just basically Killed a quarter hour For them yes. gotcha. And so they're not Going to commit To a song that long Unless they know People will love it And not change the channel And that's right. what this one is And, yeah. and, as, <laughs> and as they mentioned Like where do you make an edit in this song? Right, yeah, that's true. That's true. There is, yeah. There's, there's no there's way. There's nowhere to, to chop out. Right. That doesn't make the song even more disjointed than it already is because it's like three different songs. Yeah. How do they do band on the run and on radio? <clears throat> I mean, that's an that's an exception. Let it roll. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, you can't edit that. It's right. Three, it's and again, last one. Like, that's a great song. That's yeah. like a- AOR became a, a format album oriented rock. Yep. Where they would play like full sides. Oh, yeah. right on. Right on. Um, yeah. But the, the the funny thing about that is like the radio is is um you know when they do play it on the radio that guy played it fourteen times in two days on the radio. Mm-hmm. There's a reason. Wow. No, he played it like I I I was reading about that. He played it like ninety. It was like, it was like ninety-six <laughs> times. Like I like, oh my it was, like yeah, like he played it like a ridiculous. by demand or because people were just or he, he just let it go. So him and that <clears throat> DJ Kenny something Freddie Mercury. Yeah, yeah Freddie Mercury and that DJ right. ever. Is that, yeah, that sounds right. Like we're like really good friends. Were they friends? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Actually, yeah. Okay. Like I mean, they were both gay, but they right. were, but they were not. Well, they definitely a thing. like in that scene. You've got Freddie. Like obviously, we we know that. So the the first album comes out and kills, and they're going on tour, mm-hmm. and Freddie starts to we start to see dabble, dabble, yeah, mm-hmm. a little bit, uh, and he starts to distance himself from Mary, and Mary kind of feels it, and she yeah. knows what's going on. So they go back to Mike Myers, the Mike Myers producer character, and they're just like, "This is what we want to do." Yeah. And they their second album is heavily like the difference between their first album and second album. Yeah, the second album is there's stuff on there where it's like you can see where they were going on their the first sec- album. Uh, no, on first the second album. album, the first oh. album was pretty standard. Sure, uh, "Liar" and "Keep Yourself Alive" were like the big hits. Seven Seas of Rye" became a big hit. But by the second album, the all the experimentation and the orchestration. And he says and all that. that stuff, like they, they it's like that, it was right there. They have that scene where he's just kinda like, just do it again. Yeah. And even Freddie Mercury and the whole band and I, and I like, do it again. I like yeah. the fact that the band sticks together mm-hmm. where they're just like, No. They like, wanted we, to do we, more. we could do something we could do it again, but that's not what we want to do. Well, and that's the eternal argument with bands is if you don't do it again and you start getting experimental, you become Pearl Jam. Where everyone's like, dude, just play ten. Right. If you if you stay the course and make the same record eighteen times, yeah, you become Nickelback or yeah. ACDC. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. Although I give them a pass because it's like I'm good. With, like they, <laughs> right? Thank you for never doing a power ballad, ACDC. I yeah. applaud you. Yeah, you it's, it's like uh, you know, but that's the thing, right? That that's the catch that that Chris is referring absolutely to. Absolutely, is, is that it's like if you if you yeah. don't evolve, sometimes yeah. people are like, oh my god, it's the same thing. But yeah. then sometimes if you don't evolve, people are like, thank God for never evolving. Well, yeah, right. it's like yeah, if you evolve too much, you're any selling out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, see, so my one of my favorite bands of all time is Nirvana, and then into the Foo Fighters. So. And the Foo Fighters, if you listen to the, that first album with Big Me, mm-hmm. and then you listen to 
the most recent album like it's a different it's they have a difference they have this the same a sound much different band. is there like the base of that band is there but they've experimented they've you know concrete and gold they've is grown fantastic. up they, exactly yeah. yeah when we saw them dave was just like i've been doing this for 25 years mm-hmm. like it's so and they did everything yeah you know they yeah. played everything you wanted to hear so queen uh you know having the foresight to be like we we can do the same thing and it's going to be fine we're going to mm-hmm. sell it or we can do what we want to do and we can do this and like yeah. he plays him this opera and the like mike myers is just like what what do you what do, you do? what are yeah. we doing what are we doing well, and he even makes the he even makes the comedy he's like here's the thing nobody really likes opera <laughs> yeah, yeah. And i do like Jim Beach like, is like i, I like, like opera, opera. <laughs> yeah and he's like i like opera too and miami. i do love that miami that was i do love that they call and like even he starts to be like starts to respond yeah, to yeah. yeah like Miami. i like i like that a lot and i found out the the dj's name was kenny everett and at one point he played that song it says 36 times in a day yeah i mean <laughs> so, it was like so it's six the, minutes that's that's a day lock <laughs> himself in that's three and a half hours <laughs> yeah no it was a yeah all day thing i feel so, like i might have to turn it off after three and a half hours yes yeah. a very quick <laughs> anecdote um a mutual friend of ours named tommy yeah, uh, who's a radio programmer in St. Louis, used to also program Q101 in Chicago, which is a big alternative station. And a few years ago, I was working uh, a Red Hot Chili Peppers record. Gross. And Yes, correct. <laughs> and it was the first single from the record. It was this song called uh, The Adventures of Rain Dance Maggie, which is heavy cowbell. <laughs> heavy cowbell. And um, so we found out that Q101 was going off the air. So I call my boss and I go, I have good news, I have crazy news, and I have bad news. I go, the bad news is Q101 is going off the air tomorrow at 4 p.m. The good news is he's adding the Red Hot Chili Peppers. The crazy news, from noon Wednesday until 4 p.m. Thursday, the only song he's playing on Q101 <laughs> is the Red Hot Chili Peppers Rain Dance Maggie. <laughs> so I, I made sure to open up Facebook. And follow along when it started playing. And like the first few times, you're like, hey, you keep people like, oh, cool, new chili peppers. An hour later, it was like, what is happening? <laughs> Why is this still playing? Like three hours later, it was like, oh, God, make it stop. Yeah, that's <laughs> funny. Like, I got to tell you. Burnt a record in 24 hours. That is the most <laughs> overrated rock band yeah. ever. I, I, yeah. But I the um the chili peppers. So the, one thing that they did talk about it was legendary until because I was like, that's a myth. Was that the in the recording of, of Bohemian Rhapsody that the uh, the S tone on the mm-hmm. on the tape yeah. had almost it was almost transparent because oh. they had overdubbed and so overdubbed, many overdubbed and overdubbed and I was like that's a myth and then there's actually I think it might be on YouTube there's like a documentary just about the making of that and it is like it's they it's true that tape. like they yeah it was like, and that was the only tape they, they kept had going and kept was... going and it is exactly like how they show and it I, is like I do like that in that scene where Freddie. It, if you look at that, he could come off like a dick. It was in his head. Yeah, he knows what he, like, he heard it, yeah. and he just couldn't get him to do what he wanted him to do. But I feel like this moment is done a lot better in Love and Mercy. When yes. You, when you see Brian Wilson I agree. trying to create good uh, vibrations. Yeah. Like, it's... Well, there, I, I, what I thought was interesting about that is, though, is that they show it more as almost... Um, 
a psychosis or yes. like a like like it's like I have like to get this noise out of my yeah. head to to exactly. clear myself. Sure. Yeah, there, yeah. It, it reminded me a lot of Love and Mercy. Yeah, without like the neuroses and and quite the level like on a, a more upbeat like right. like he's got this in his head. He's got this vision. He doesn't have like psychologically it may have some right. issues. Hmm. It's um, also done. There was a VH1 Def Leppard movie, and there's this there, when they the first time they work with Mutt Lang. Yeah, and he goes, "Go higher." I can't. Yes, you can. Go higher. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's like four minutes of that. And I'm like, "Oh, okay, yeah. we're doing this joke again." Yeah, All right. but, but like, but so, you hear the song, Roger Taylor, man. He, he needed to go higher. Vo- like, yeah. it's yeah. insane. Yeah, and that's the thing is, like, in that scene, you could take that as he's being a dick, mm-hmm. but like, he does the way Malik plays it is he's not a dick. He's just like, you can do it. Let's like I hear it, you hear it. Let's just do it one more time. We'll get it, and they get it, and they nail it. And of course, they make one of the greatest rock songs of all time. Yep. And they they play it, and I do like that. <laughs> Mike, Mike Myers is like, like, "What is Scaramouche? What is that? Like, it's just nonsense." I, I will also say, first off, Mike Myers' character is not a real guy. He's based right. on a guy, sure. but he's not a real guy. That guy didn't. His only complaint was he's like, "This is going to be hard to get on the radio." Right. right. And he's not wrong, but but in the defense of this fictional record exec who can't see genius sure every goddamn band in 1978 was bringing them eight minute opuses i have no doubt about how and it was going to be their masterpiece and they're brilliant and i'm going to make a record that is a that is a song that's an entire album side long like every i'm going to change rock and roll every mfr was doing that so like oh they still are yeah (laughs) Yeah. trust me i gotta tell you like no one wants to hear that their baby's ugly right sometimes it's ugly your baby's ugly ugly adults come from somewhere (laughs) <laughs> and I love that they reference. I mean, it's kind of a jab, and and I, I was like good on them for kind of jabbing their own stuff. Output of Sweet Lady and I'm in Love with My Car, right? Because I'm like, I love both of those songs on that album, and they do help round out the album as being a very theatrical album, sure. But taken on their own, it's like those songs are. I mean, there's not a lot. They're yeah. very like I love. I lo- I'm in love with my car. Is a pretty bad song. It's like, a it's, bad. I do, I mean, but I a, love. It's, it's like when they play it. Like when they would play it live. It's you know you get to see Roger sing right, and it becomes a kind of a big deal right. But it's yeah, it is a dopey. I do love that scene where they're song. all so they go to like this and they admit barn it. right, which is great. <laughs> which like the, I was like, like the, the, the monkeys have a song like that. It was gonna go gonna buy me a dog and like <laughs> and on the record like they they like. They can't do it straight. Like they're making fun of the song while they sing it, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. it's great. And I, I love the constant jabs of of yeah. I'm in love with my car. But I will also point out, going back to our opening conversation about how you appease people, sure, mm-hmm. that's be, how you do it. The B side, it's the B side to Bohemian yeah, Rhapsody. Yes, it is. Oh, right on. So I, yeah. I'm in love with my car. <laughs> made him just as much money as it made Freddie. I yeah. do love it. So they go to this like, and he barn still and, plays it and, and farm. <laughs> that was the other thing when they when he goes to the records when he goes to the to the radio station and he like that. How did you get that song on a forty five? It's a good question. He probably yeah. had a guy who pressed it. Illegal press. No, no, no. I mean, yeah. how does it fit on a forty five? Oh, well, yeah. yeah. Like I think you, I don't think they thought that far. Honestly, I, I don't think there's anything left at the end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't think. I thought about four minutes was the most you could get on a four. He's, I mean, and he, when you see him drop the pin, like he's pretty First far half. into the record. Yeah, Second yeah, half. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. Like, like uh, the the single for uh, uh, American Pie, another really long song. Yeah. Like you got to flip it the forty five. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And the, the but day. there's a break. 
Yeah. There's like a there's like a, a small bill because of that. that. And then, yeah. Because yeah, you have to flip it. But yeah, like so they go to this barn and they have to like they're they're doing on the they're recording on this farm and and uh, <laughs> I love this scene where they're arguing about the the car song and mm-hmm. Bohemian Rhapsody and what's good and like they um, Brian May and the drummer. Roger Taylor. Roger Taylor get into an argument. Who's the only one that that actor like everybody else is pretty accurate yeah. to like mannerisms and voice and everything and like looks. That too. dude looks like, like holy that crap. dude looks just like Brian May. Yeah, yeah and, and Deacon, which I I thought it was funny because it's the kid from Jurassic Park. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yes, the original. Yes, it's Tim. Yes, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, it's the funny. kid from Jurassic Park. But so they're arguing. Yeah, and like he goes to it, pick the up Taylor the coffee like, pot. Yeah, he's no! okay. He's like, not the coffee, and they're just like, oh yeah, right. Yeah, sorry. but yeah. So they there's only one room for one. <laughs> one queen. Uh, what does he say? There's only room this band for one raging queen. One, yeah, one flaming queen. Or either way, you're yeah. just like, all right. But like, even he is not. He's not even out yet. So like, he's making these jokes, uh, and I think honestly, they, I, all they all know. They know. They know. And Mary knows, and we're getting to that where, so they go on tour with Bohemian Rhapsody, and he's starting to dabble a little bit more and get a little bit mm-hmm. uh, out there, and he's got well, this. Well, he got the handler. He's got the handler who makes the move, and I actually, I love the scene with the, uh, uh, the, the waiter where he like smacks him on the ass mm-hmm. and he was like mother like you touch me again i'll knock you out yeah and freddie's like and, whoa and this was more like fan service yeah yeah. By yeah. yeah is that how, what, how, did, is what's that how your, they met what's your name the person that you will spend <laughs> the end of your life right. with mm-hmm. like uh, did, but is that how they met is that no how they he met? was a hairdresser oh okay yeah. okay um so like he makes the move and even freddie's just like freddie rebutes it where he's just like, "What are you doing?" Well, he says, "You only you don't think know you think yeah. you know me, you but you have you know, know you know nothing about which me. is what you know." Yeah, I mean, he kept his. I think he kept his private life private for the most part up until he mm. went <laughs> out there. See, I don't know. I I took it as he was out to his friends, yes, but not to the world, right? So, like, he was. Oh, he, I can see that. I, for sure. I read it as he was not closeted in his private life, like he, like, but he, but he did. You saw that but, party? There was no closet. Well, no, <laughs> right? But that's that's bef- the party is after he, like, he ha- still hasn't come out to marry yet. No, and I he, feel like that is the well, scene where he go where he comes out. Yeah, but I, I, I personally, I interpreted that as not. You think the band already knew he's he, with them more yeah, than her? So. I think he was still struggling yeah. with like. What I think is he this, was. What I, does this mean? about me sure i think you know? mary knew i think deep down were she knew. very yeah like she knew pretty early on i don't know i mean the way the movie at least sets it up i don't feel like she knew until i think like, mary's she, aha moment was when she was watching uh freddie and the dj yeah. yes that's what i think too yeah yeah and they definitely like yeah because like, I mean, she's not, she didn't really get a fast one pulled on her no and she know? even says she's yeah. like I, I i don't think he was lying about who he was i think he right. thought I think he loved her, and, and, he I, loved, he and one, I think I think, I think he did love her. And I think absolutely. he absolutely the day he died, he loved her. I just yeah. think that yeah. it was not a sexual love, right? right. Yeah, a and, romantic love. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, because I, I think I think that there was a romance there. Mm-hmm. Sure. I just think that from a physical from a physical standpoint, he liked guys, and he <laughs> tries to tell her I'm I'm bisexual, and she's, she's like, like, "Come no, on, yeah." yeah. No. I do like but, that, and scene that's with, a very common thing for yeah. when, when gay people come out that they kind of start with, right. Well, I think I'm bi, right. yeah. and then over time, and that's why sometimes gay, gay the gay community can be dismissive of bisexuality, sure. right. yes. because so many people have gone down that road of like, <laughs> "I'm bi," and they're like, "No, you're no, not. you're not." Yeah, um, and she's trying to tell. 
but I like that scene where he meets her dad for the first time and yes. they're talking back and forth. <laughs> he was like, could you tell your daughter that she's a fantastic shag? Mm-hmm. She's just like, he can read lips. Can read lips. And like just the moment between the dad and Freddie where <laughs> Freddie's just like, damn it. Yeah. All right. But yeah, so uh, they go on tour. They they release the album. Mm-hmm. He comes out to they her. They play Fat Bottom Girls in this movie way too early. They do yes. play way too early. Like, I agree. No. Yeah. That's, that's that, a little bit. We got, we got like some time. That was on jazz. That was like the seventh album, right? And I think they're just trying. I think it's to the to the Mamma Mia yeah. play the hits. Yeah, play the hits. Yeah. Play yeah. The hits. I, I mean, the I got it. Box. It's right. like, oh, we got to play America. That's an American sounding song, <laughs> and it's like I get it, and it and it does work. But I'm just like, oh, that's yeah. not when that came out. So yeah, so he comes out to Mary, and uh, Mary has a like it's a it's a heart wrenching scene where she's just like, you're another butt. Like Mary, I love you, but or yeah. I, you know, I'm attracted to you, but and you're just like for you, it's like, but I'm gay, and she's like, and I'm, and I can't even be mad at you because it's not your fault, right? Right. Like right. you weren't doing this on, like you didn't lure me in and then screw me over. <laughs> right. Like this is just who you are. So, and then he he starts to get upset when she goes to take the ring off. Yeah, yeah, he does. He gets super upset, and she leaves it on for a little bit, and then she takes yeah. it off. I mean, I like that the whole thing where he bought the house next door. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and he's trying to, to me that almost came off a little Michael Jackson ish as far as like <laughs> playing to like the inner child is like, turn your light on. Yeah. Okay, now turn, oh, yours yeah, on. Yeah. Now turn yours yeah. on. Yeah, that was kind of a weird scene. Yeah, I just think I to me, I took it as like he just needs to know that she's there. You know, like she he spent and he wants she, to keep her in his life. Right. And yeah. like she's right. the she's the person that probably that does know him the best outside of the band. So like that's his one connection to the quote unquote real world or normal world normal Normal world world. yeah Mm -hmm. so like having her there and seeing the light on probably gives him a sense of comfort sure it was just weird the way she's right across the street it was a little controlling it was a little bit do this and don't ask any questions but i feel like it was just that's a rock star or a drink yeah Yeah, that was very weird (laughs) but i like it's i'm going to use this money to control you it's the prince thing yeah oh very much kevin smith was just like he would wake up at three o'clock in the morning in Minnesota and want a camel. Yeah, and couldn't understand why people couldn't make it happen. Give us that footage. And there, oh God. give us that footage. I don't think I we'll ever see. We'll never see it. I think that's in a vault covered in boxes and dust. We'll never. But he see just it. tweeted the other day that he thinks that that they're going to want to use it for what? Just because eventually, like they're going to strip mine. Yeah, no, oh, that's all. You better so believe it. They yeah. just haven't dug that. There's deep gold yet. in the middle. <laughs> they're still in yeah. the beginning because yeah, he says there's such good stuff on there. Oh yeah. Well, he said he's like he's got. I mean, we're talking about a Kevin Smith Q&A from the first evening with Kevin Smith set where he's just like, there's hundreds of songs you've never heard Mm -hmm. and thousands of videos you've never seen, like fully produced music videos that you've never seen because they will all be dead and they will still still, be releasing Prince cranking out some Prince stuff. He'll end up being like Tupac where there's going to be more music and more stuff (laughs) released of him after death and while he's alive. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody blows up. The band blows up. Like they are the greatest, the biggest rock band in the world at that point. And Freddie kind of starts to go a little bit into a tailspin. Um, he has kind of partnered himself up with the handler. Uh, the and that guy was a scumbag. Yeah, yeah. scumbag. He was, he was uh, a leech. He was a latcher on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's a, is that a real dude? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, that's a real dude. Okay. Yeah, that and whole thing with the BBC that all happened. Oh, so he's like, I've got photos and I've got all these stories. He really did all that. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And then, so like, so what happens is, is I guess the handler brokers a deal 
with CBS. Is that yeah. like I'm not really I'm not so, really sure how that. So went the down. the whole solo album thing. Yeah, that wasn't well, as much of that's a bone not of accurate contention. because Roger had released two solo albums. Ah. Uh, he did like one in '81, Fun in Space, awesome. It was recorded between like Flash and the game, like during their, you know. But and, I will, and I will also say though, in this period of music, what you would see with solo albums is there were two ways to do a solo album. There was you were going to go out and do your little fun pet project as a solo we're album, come back yes. and rock this out, yes, yeah. Or it, you know, and and that was kind of like, oh yeah, 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 that's cool. Go have fun, and then that's your little thing, and you can do that, and that's you know, sort of almost like a hobby, sure, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, and then there's the Steve Perry's going to go do a solo album and put out a record that sounds just like Journey, exactly. And and I, and, and, and and so like, I think that's kind of the difference between yeah. those two solo records is that nobody was going to run out and accept. <laughs> A, a Roger Taylor solo album is like close enough to Queen, but, but then a Freddie Mercury, Freddie Mercury album, they, album, they could. Sure, yeah, sure. The, the Roger Taylor album doesn't sound anything like Queen. He plays everything on it by himself. Right. It's really cool. It's, it's a very like uh, new wave influenced album. Right. Um, Brian May did a mini solo album, um, and it's it's the Starfleet project, and it's him and of Eddie course Van Halen. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. Sorry, it's only three Sorry. songs. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, that one and popped it's those me off two. Guard. I wasn't prepared for <laughs> and that. It's, and it's like you know, like Eddie, who's very like. It is funny because Jump. They did Jump right after this, so. You know, my buddy always played Brian May for like <laughs> any, uh, getting into keyboards more. Sure, sure. But I'm like, man, it is it solid. Worked. You want to hear something uh, that's is cool. just those two trade licks? Yeah, that, um, that would be a, a hell of an album to listen to. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's but like, but that's not something that's going to encroach on the Queen. Sure, brand. At all. sure, sure, sure. Right. Like when, that, so when that's Freddie Mercury. It's like goes the on voices own, of right. Brian May and the voice. And good, but you know. Did, yeah, it, it was like, so it was like when Richie things. Sambora broke off. It was a, it was a bit like I was like that's oh, not really accurate because you know those guys like they would tour, they would work so hard in the studio and they sure. would tour so heavily and then they would take a break. Yeah, and Queen never broke up. They never broke up. Or, or well, it is funny they all said you know afterwards they're like yeah multiple times somebody was trying to quit the band. Sure, yeah, sure, and they would always come back because and they you knew. The, and it, it's interesting like. Even Freddie at his worst, and he does become his worst, his own worst enemy in this movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's still. I feel like they still play this where he has the heart of gold, where he goes mm-hmm. in like he shows up late uh, when they're gonna about ready to record. We will rock you. Also, not accurate. At Didn't that think t- it was. Accurate. I mean, uh, uh, hair uh, timing wise, I'm like that's you know not different. Really... Freddie Mercury. Yeah, that was. But like he mm-hmm. even says he was like um, when he changed the hair, and I do like that they say you know when he changed the hair and grew the mustache, and and you know he's like, what do you think? And and Roger, Roger Taylor's like gayer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're not the village. People. We're not the yeah, village people. Yeah. Like, well, but like he says it kind of in a mean way, but kind of in a funny way. <laughs> yeah. Um, See, but, I, I didn't hear it mean. I heard it as like they were friends and he could get away with saying yes. that to him. Oh, right. absolutely. I agree. Like, you you could say he, something kind of... Because he had accepted all these other parts of him so he could so he could also tease him a little bit. Of yeah. Right, right. Bust his balls a little bit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, like they come in and they have this like uh, Freddie and Roger are pushing each other and then... Uh, John Deacon. Deacon starts playing the riff well, for and We he, Will Rock You and, and you're yeah. just like, oh, wait, that is... All right, he's the good. one who who really didn't sing much, right? Um, and was the like considered the quiet one? He wasn't. The guy <laughs> was like a songwriting. I mean, he he is one of those guys where you're like, man, that guy wrote a lot of the hits. A lot of you're big my stuff. best friend. And he even says that. He says that like he was responsible. Another for... one bites the dust is him. Yeah, and he, you know, he. I, I think this is where you see that the band 
had influence over the movie because it's like you get that moment where where Brian May is like, no, 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 we're going to do the stomp, stomp, clap. Like, yeah, this is yeah. my vision right, right. for what we should do. And then you and you get the moment where where John Deacon's like, here's the baseline for another one bites the dust. Like, right. it's everyone not, gets their little contribution. Everyone gets their moment there, of like, yeah. hey, you remember this iconic mm-hmm. moment of Queen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't Freddie. That was me. Right. Like they they. It, where, and it all happened within five minutes yes. in the same recording session, <laughs> right? Yes. Where I think if this if this wasn't in the hands of the band, like it, it would very easily fall into the rhythm of Freddie's the genius and nobody else. And I think that that may have been what the Todd Phillips Sasha Baron probably would not surprise. That's, that's was what I'm going, was going yeah. to be. It wasn't going to be band controlled. I, I also don't think maybe you won't have the music license. And then uh, next thing you know, a, you got a, right, didn't get a biopic and you don't get the music. Like, like that Hendrix like, one. Yeah, oh. it's like there's nothing worse than like it's like I, honestly I'll take this one because you get the music exactly yeah. the way you want it. Well, right, that's why it didn't get made. Is like they he went they went to Queen and they Queen was just like no cool. Go do your movie. You yeah. don't get any songs. Right. It's like, well, mm-hmm. we don't have a movie. You can't then. do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, Hendrix, you could do all along the Watchtower because he didn't yeah. write it. That was uh, oh, I know. Uh, but a, Dylan it, a Dylan song. It does kind of kill. Like you're like, ah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, so close. Get the music, yes. huh? Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So then, uh, Freddie kind of starts to fall into drugs and alcohol and everything that goes along with the rock star lifestyle and he's being enabled by the rock star excess yes yeah like more 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 teen film as best they could here's a pill (laughs) right not a pill not a pill there's there's a white powder on the table that nobody is touching yeah like is that anthrax what's happening don't don't snort that uh yeah so this is queen he is falling down this rabbit hole and the the band like that wasn't a rabbit hole. No, yeah. was, yeah. uh, the band kind it's of manhole. starts yes. to fall apart. And <laughs> Are, is Santa and his reindeer? I know. That dog's that, going that's crazy, a crazy there. dog. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so like he sits down with the band and he's just kind of like, I took. A, so okay, so we should say that the the, ha- the handler comes at him with this offer, comes to uh, Littlefinger. Yeah, with yeah, the offer from this. CBS, and he was just like, he's not gonna. And the handler says he's not gonna listen to me. He should listen. Yeah, he, sh- he should hear it from you. And Littlefinger is, we say little, Littlefinger, the actor from Game of Thrones, yeah. is who I'm referring to. Uh, he's like, oh, oh, he's like, that's a big number, and he was like, right, right. Uh, so, and then this is the show where Mary sees him. They, he sees Mary for the first time, and Mary brings her boyfriend, and it's. It hits him in the gut like it's a yeah. gut punch which makes sense like it's you know it's seeing like seeing her ex-girlfriend yeah that still wants to be your friend but she's bringing your boyfriend around you're like this sucks yeah i want nothing to do with this and this is where she doesn't have the ring she on. doesn't have the ring on she's like oh i was traveling and, and i didn't yeah. want to lose it it's very inspe- expensive and he was like yeah all right yeah. you know a new boyfriend doesn't like you wearing <laughs> no, your, your engagement, engagement ring, ring to yeah. freddie mercury kind of a big yeah. deal you're all right yeah. so they're in the limo and they're having this conversation and little finger kind of presents the offer and he's just like so you have to say it like creepy little finger. I'm not gonna say it like creepy little finger. Uh, so he's just like, so you want me to break up Queen? Yeah. And but at this point, Littlefinger knows that he's just been hornswoggled. <laughs> he got yeah, like he knows he got played. And you see the guy's face, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, right. So they, he fires uh, Littlefinger, yeah, because he's their manager. Yeah. He's the manager. Kicks of Queen, him out. Of kicks the, him yeah. out of the limo. Yeah. And then the 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 handler, the boyfriend. He has a boyfriend at this point. Like that's who he mm-hmm. is. Right. Is just kind of like. I didn't know that was gonna happen, and so first I heard it, right? And you're just like, ew, yeah, ew. oh no, no, yeah, scumbag. So then they have this yep. meeting. They have this meeting with Queen, and they we get this. This is where they're like, you fired him. You should have told us. They do another one bites the dust. Mm-hmm. 
little bit of time goes by and then they're all having this meeting and Freddie Mercury kind of again like he's he has, he's getting in his own head he's got he's got people enabling him <clears throat> and they're trying to siphon off everything they can siphon off of Freddie Mercury um so he says I'm I've, I've accepted the offer yeah well and he says you, you all have families and I like I do appreciate that like deep down like that mindset makes sense you know like everybody has families except he's like what have i got like i've got nothing except yeah. for this house and what i can do His cats cats yeah right and he did a lot of cats and i think that's the thing with freddie and i think they did a good job of showing this in the movie is i don't think that any decision he made be it in retrospect or a, a good decision or bad decision was ever done with any maliciousness no. or or evil intent oh. towards the other guys in the band. Sure. No. Sure. I mean and they were like he at no point that he and they, and they kind of alluded to that when they're doing the hot space uh press tour is that like he's I'm the lead singer of the band. I am not the leader of the band. Right. And he I do appreciate that I mean no offense Axel is the band in his own head. Oh, well, 100%. You know, yeah. and although having I think that he has been humbled a little bit. Yeah, I think that's seeing, probably true. I can guarantee you I wouldn't have been at that show. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't have been at that show if uh, Slash wouldn't have been there. <laughs> that's true. Well, look, I, I and my wife was like, "Oh, that guy's the that, he's the star. He's the dude." <laughs> I've I like, honestly, he could have I know he toured that forever with just him and a bunch of no names. Yeah. Yes. If he had toured that as him and Slash and a bunch of no names, still works. Nobody would have cared. Nobody would have cared. Well, no, I mean, like it would have been fine. They would have. Yeah. They would have sold him. But no one to, to the average person, if you get Axel, Axel, and, Axel Slash, and Slash, you have Guns and Roses. Yeah. And you're fine. They're not going to be like, well, Duff's not there. It's well, interesting because I would say if there has to be a third, it's Duff. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. And the, and it and it showed and like I like I think it was generally. Recognized, right, or acknowledged in the in the show. It's like, yeah, and, and look, and know. I love, I love Richard Fortas. He's a hometown guy, and he's yeah. an amazing guitarist. The irony is, is the the secret weapon in Guns N' Roses was and always will be Izzy Stradlin. Yes, um, yes. And when he left, that was I remember when he left. I was like, oh, oh no. no. Yeah. It's the same way in Van Halen. The secret weapon is Michael Anthony. Yes. For sure, Absolutely. he's your real singer. Yep. Yes, like Dave's off doing God knows what. <laughs> he's, he's, ca- he's, he's carrying the and song. He's holding down the melody of the song. I feel yes. like Metallica is the same way. Like your basses can drop in and out. They've had three of Agreed. them. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, if you lose, if you lose Hammett, <clears throat> Lars, or James, like that That's, band well, is look, gone. Yeah. James and Lars are Metallica. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I feel like Kurt and I like Kurt is just as important. Kurt's important. Well, for they sure. need somebody to not be a douche in that band. <laughs> that's true. Oh, and that's where he he's the official not a douche. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, when you it's it's interesting when you go from Cliff to James, yeah, uh, to this guy to Robert, Robert, yeah. Uh, it's it's the band has changed, the the right. sound has changed, but for the right. most, with you lose that voice, yeah. sure, that's not Metallica. Well, and I, I think to me, and and, and I'm obviously biased because I am such a huge fan. But I think that there's a very easy direct comparison when you look at the type of band and the size of the band when you talk Queen and Guns N' Roses. And the difference between those two frontmen are, as I said, I don't think Freddie ever did anything, be it a right decision or a wrong decision in retrospect, with any maliciousness towards anyone else in the band. The same cannot be said for Axel. No. No. Yeah, Axel is, yeah. <laughs> like, Axel, I don't think, wanted the band to break up. But at the same time, right. Axel was very conscious of this is my band. If this is going to flame out, and let's be honest, it's 2018, and who would have thought we'd have all five original <laughs> members of Guns N' Roses still alive? Right. No, pretty- Axel was going to do what he needed to do 
to preserve the future of his vision of yes. what this band was. Yeah, yeah. Freddie did not. Yeah, there was no. And like I said, that's why the solo thing. I was like, nah, because the other two guys actually already did that, right? You know? But no, I, I think I think to Tom's point, where it's like you can have a Brian May album. You're just like that's right. Brian May album. Yeah, right. When you have Freddie Mercury, it's like uh, trust oh, me. I got okay. when I listen to Mr. Always the voice. when Mr. Bad Guy came out. At no point was I like, "Oh, great!" No, it was. I was like, "This sucks." What is this crap? I was wondering if he ever did anything solo that took off because I can't think. He of did. Any okay, Freddie so he did Mercury two songs. solo albums, and they did really well. Not here in the states, but they did. That's why I'm wondering. The I only know Queen songs. No, they were I don't huge. know. And he recorded with Michael Jackson, um, and it wasn't released until recently. And oh. it, um, he stopped recording because he didn't like the llama in yep. the studio. Mm-hmm. Oh. I thought it was Michael Jackson. I thought it was Bubbles. His, no, it was the llama. Yeah. Michael Isn't had to crazy? have his llama yeah, in the llama. studio. And so he was like, you that, know what? This is too Freddy, weird. That Freddie Mercury was like, you're that, weird. That, this is too weird. I'm I'm out. You're yes. you've got was, some issues. Yeah, was he's Barcelona like, Queen or was that That's Freddie. Freddie. That's, that's Freddie, isn't it? And that's honestly probably his best like solo piece. Agreed. If you haven't seen it, it's incredible. It was a song Barcelona and he sings it with uh an opera singer, uh, yes, and it and, Pavarotti. Uh, it, no, no, it's no, a female. No. Uh, no. And I, he did pretty. stuff with him. I thought it's pre- that was did actually YouTube. Oh, okay, that was Passengers. Gotcha. Oh, um, but it's oh. it's pretty amazing. Um, but it was it was not Queen at all. And I remember when Mr. Bad Guy came out, I was like, oh, I'm really excited. And I'm like, Whoa, <laughs> oh, wow. no. And I had you know until recently, like even Hot Space, which was their kind of disco album, which was a result of their touring in Rio. And huge, they weren't hitting the states at that point. They right. weren't doing that well. In fact, they've only Isn't got one weird? live appearance here in the states, and that was on SNL. Oh when wow! Dan- Danny DeVito was the host, and Freddie had a. That's big, their last U.S. performance. That's their last U.S. Mm-hmm. performance, and he had a huge fight that day with his. I think it was the handler, mm. and he had sung. He had made himself hoarse, and his voice is straining a little bit. And they didn't think he was going to be able to sing at all. And they did crazy little thing called love. And, and it kills it and under pressure, and it's incredible. But yeah. it was a very like streamlined. It's just Queen, like the four guys and their instruments, and no like show or spectacle uh, or wow. anything at all. It looks like a very, very bare bones. Down. I'll yeah, find that I, especially I, by Queen standards. Yeah, yeah. Sure. and at that point, you're just like, oh wow, that's a great. And it was like, I think the first time people, most people heard both of those. Well, crazy little thing called love has been a hit. It was the first time a lot of people heard oh, under man. pressure before. Such a, was an amazing. Wow. And Queen performed with Pavarotti. Pose. That's what I was thinking. Oh, okay. Of. They did a song with him. Is that after. the yeah, same Freddie stage died. on SNL? Have they changed that that music stage? No, H? they. So SNL has three stages side by side. Yeah. And so they're basically there's always like your main stage has always been the same. Th- so it's there's not a there's not necessarily a main stage. There's three very very small stages, and the way it functions is um, when that shows be live, like you have the stage that. What you're seeing is happening on right a stage that's cur- that's being set up for the next shot mm. and the and the scene that just ended that just ended being, being broken down, down. Yeah. okay and they're they just constantly rotate through those three so stages. when the musical act is coming on they just redo it to however they <clears throat> want to do it however yes. the band says this is what we want set up yes okay yeah. Could, I, like that is insane to me to think of the star power that was on, that has been on that stage. Oh yeah, yeah. not oh, just it's... not just actors and talent no. from the cast. Oh, it's yeah. ridiculous! But like that actual state, like that is that. Mm-hmm. If SNL ever ends, which I don't think it will, and, like, and, I, I don't know. Like I sometimes I think that, and other times I think like mm, that's Lord Michael's baby, and when he wasn't there, it really struggled, and he's and, not going to be there forever. And you know, he's not getting any younger, and right. it, when he steps down. 
it's really going to hinge on who steps in sure. to replace mm-hmm. him. I feel like that stage, yeah, in its entirety, over to Cleveland. Like I don't know how you can't take that stage mm. and just put it in Cleveland. Like you also remember everything Rock that Hall happened game. in there before SNL. Sure, yeah. I mean, it, you know, I mean, they've been doing stuff in there since NBC was a radio station. Oh, that's true. Right. Yeah, you like that, that. I mean, you have to do that. Like, yeah. I don't know yeah. how you can't. Well, it's do that. the same thing with the David Letterman slash Ed Sullivan stage. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but that's. I feel like you can't move that. Right. right. Like that's stationary. You can pick. You can. You can cut that. <clears throat> you, you could pull that SNL side stage off. Yeah. And transport it like I feel like but you're right the Ed Sullivan stage is the same way mm-hmm. uh, yeah so anyway back to this movie um, so Freddie is now sick mm-hmm. and I do appreciate that they don't hit you over the head with it they they put it on the TV that it's a it's an epidemic he's coughing a little bit and he's got blood in his on a, in a handkerchief and we know like every no, nobody everyone yeah knows. This everybody is, knows this this is is a, he, how he's uh, gonna die the timing is way off on this mm-hmm. I think they had to speed it up yeah, it's just because he didn't know dramatic effect is sure. way off. Yeah, because he didn't even know he had AIDS when he was at, li- at Live, Aid? Live Aid. No, he didn't tell them until two I years later. I gotta tell you, I'm shocked they didn't show him in the yellow suit. Uh, well, that was after. That was actually. Uh, I, like I feel like it's one of those things they, they didn't break show. up. They didn't break up. Um, they had been touring like up until a, a couple. Yeah. That was that was after. Uh, they had been touring up until a couple months before Live Aid, so it wasn't like they were like, what are we going to do? Right, right. Like, we got to go on happen. in a day? He didn't know about the AIDS, and he didn't tell them until two years after Live Aid. Uh, right. Okay. Um, well, I feel like they... I mean, now, how he told him is exactly how they've said it and how it's written, is that like he's like, I've got this thing. I've got it. I don't want to talk about it. Right. Like, I don't want you... And it, he didn't mean like I was trying to be secretive. I, he's like, I, I, I don't want you... I think the sad part there, though, is that by... by Wanting to go out with Live Aid is your climax of the film, and it's a good one. Sure. Yes, but you lose the 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 part where like the, he could he was so sick towards the end of his life, and he was trying to record as much music as he could. Sure, and, and like I the f- band would sit around on call at the studio, yes. and like when Freddie was like, "I think I feel good enough," they would rush him over there, mm-hmm. and they would record together, mm-hmm. and then and it might have been an hour. An hour and a half, and I think that's what Sasha Baron Cohen wanted. Yeah, and I, I think, and I think they were like, nah. so it'd be more of a downer than an upbeat. It's a downer, yeah. but see, I don't think of it as a downer. Like I think of it as this guy right. till the end, till the end. Like he loved this band and he had a passion for music and, and he did everything quit. he could to yeah. produce it. And and his and his best friends did everything yeah. in their power to make sure he could still do that. Right. To me, that's, I mean, while yeah. while there's certainly a sadness to it, that's yeah. not a down. No, I mean, the last thing to go really was his voice. Yeah. yeah. And, and he, you can even see it in, like, these are the days of our lives. When you watch that video, you're like, whoa, it's, he is it's close. so, so yeah. sick. Yeah. Well, I, I think that from a cinema standpoint, they obviously wanted to end with Live Aid because yes. it's, it's largely considered the best rock and roll performance of and, all time. Yeah, I don't know. There was an industry, can't. was it Billboard yeah, that had a yeah. survey of like industry professionals of like what's the best concert performance ever? You mean the, Queen of Live Aid. And oh, Queen of Live Aid. Live Aid? Won, yeah. won like, like by ran a long away. shot. Yeah. Yeah. So I and get, they had practiced and workshopped that performance. Yeah, I believe that. They were still Absolutely. on tour. Like right. they had, they, this movie makes it look like they hadn't played together in well, months. Well, that's what Roger yeah. says. He's like, and we have 24 hours. We haven't played together in years. That's not true. And the thing with the volume, that is true. Where he pulled the tab off. Yes, that's yes. great. Yeah, yeah. he walked, walked over and went, <laughs> boop. Yeah. But to, to Tom's point, like, if, if you want to end on that as your climax of the movie, 
there's a bunch of the Freddy story that you don't get to right. Right. If, if you stick right. to chronological order. Yes. Right. Yeah. So you have to do a little Hollywood magic and, I also, and, and, and make it happen. I also think that the movie didn't necessarily do a good a job at explaining why the crowd reaction at Live Aid was so... Dr- over was, the top? Was so... Not over the top, but... So impressive. Yeah. Because, like, these people... Ha- like, this wasn't a Queen concert. No. Like the, well, they these, said it was like they were in the a, they were between day and night. They were like right. what, they, six p.m. It, it gets dark as they're playing. If yeah, you right. watch the real footage, which they asked for, yeah, they actually they asked, asked for, real for footage. It. No, they asked for that time slot. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. No, they wanted that time slot. That yeah. is always the sweet spot at any festival show. Yeah, yeah. yeah you you got, them, they got them on their highs. They haven't dropped off yet. Yeah, right yeah. there. Yeah, but so like that that crowd. One, not only that was not a Queen concert, right? right? Like they they were there to see all the. I mean, there's a Led Zeppelin. Re, there's a Led, Led Zeppelin, Zeppelin reunion, reunion right? That, right. That day, yeah. right? Like oh. the first ever. Yes. Like, like like wrap your head around that. Yeah, but of the original lineup. Well, well Bottom well, except for Bill Collins on drums. It was right. a hologram. Yeah, yeah right. It was a hologram. Well, but, obviously, Bottom wasn't there. Yes, but uh, but so one, but and also Queen was added after it sold after out. The and they said right. that. They so say, there were there were that wasn't made up. Of Queen fans, right? It was people that were there to see all the big bands right. of yeah. the day, right? And they were still like Paul Young and, and was, a man, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the the yeah. subtext, the power station right. without Robert Plant, <laughs> yes, <laughs> with Michael DeBar, <laughs> with Michael DeBar, and which is really impressive because it was Michael DeBar's debut as the lead singer oh, of my Power God. Station. Yeah. How and Michael DeBar is a great singer, sure, a great sure. He's really. a guy who should have been a big deal and just always kind of got screwed out of it. Yeah. Missed it but missed it by that much, but. Can you imagine? Hey, you're the new guy, and <laughs> you're going to play in front of a yeah. billion people. Your first show is live, in. <laughs> yeah. right? So the subtext of that 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 a lot of people understood, but maybe some people didn't, was there's no reason or upside to to put Queen on the show. Right? Queen has no leverage. Right? Right? It, you know, as they said. The show is sold out clean. Well, and nobody's getting paid anyway, right, so right. it's not like a standard deal. Like, why would I pay you? I've already made all now, my money. Now, right. Geldof like, yeah. did try to get them, right? And Freddie was kind of the holdout. He well, was, like, right. was it? Well, so okay, so that's what I want to talk about. That scene where Freddie's in the in his house. I guess he's in America. I yeah. assume that's where he no, is. No, no, no. He wasn't. That, no, that's uh, that's in the UK. Okay, yeah. So he's in this house, and he's got the the, the hanger on is there, and he's <clears throat> literally yeah. sucking the life out of him. Uh, I might have been in Switzerland, actually. I mean, I, that wasn't what I meant. Ugh. But uh, actually, I kind of wish that guy would have gotten AIDS because he's such a scumbag. Oh, because <laughs> oh, wow. he's, no. he's such a piece wow. of crap. But he does. I mean, I get yeah, it. yeah, right. He yeah. Goes, no, no, no. He, yeah. he does. Yeah, he does get the boot. Right. So but yeah, does, I get what you're saying. Like, if he's if he's traveling in this exact same circle, why does Freddie get Fre- it? Not this of asshole. all the guys to get it. Like <laughs> Freddie Mercury shouldn't yeah. have gotten it. Right. Uh, Take the bullet. Yeah. Yes. Right. So it's one thing to call it. <laughs> we say like he he's getting these phone calls yeah. from the from Miami. Yeah. And he's just like, look, we've got Live Aid. We've got this other thing. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, yep, make sure I'll call you. Yeah. And he just completely, and Mary's calling. Right. And he's just and he completely and even Miami knows he's like, he's not getting the message. Right. right. So Mary shows up. And of course, Freddie is in the throes of addiction at this point. Um. And she's just kind of like, I've been calling you. And he was like, what? And then she's like, they want to talk to you about Live Aid. He goes, what's Live Aid? Yeah. And this is where, and then the hanger on shows up with all of his buddies. uh, And he's just like, what's, why didn't you tell me about Live Aid? He's like, Mm -hmm. what? 
but, but you forgot. Yeah, and so then he he breaks up with them and kicks them out. Well, then yeah. he gaslights them. I he, did tell you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely gaslights You forgot. Them. Yeah, you forgot. It's your fault. Um, so he kicks him out, and of course he's like, I've got pictures. I did I've like got... his fruit fly speech. That was, was brilliant. Brilliant. That was the best like, writing in the movie. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, and that was good. He kills that line. He kills that R- line. Rami Malek is he's an so good amazing he get, actor. He will get nominated. He yeah. takes this movie. To, I mean, and honestly, the, the, the girl who played Mary, who had a pretty also, thankless job. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Elevated beyond like what was on the page. Right. But, but his, Rami's. But, his delivery, not only his delivery, but his movements on stage, like yeah. Rami really, he really nails it. He yeah. does, and he's a great actor. We love him from Mr. Robot, and then you know he was in Short Term yeah. Twelve. Was the first time I ever saw him, and I mean the guy is a really good actor. And uh, yeah, he's he has to be recognized, and I think that's why, despite the movie and the shortcomings that we're talking about, it's yeah. like that performance, and then of course yeah. you have the music, and it, it stands out. It's yeah. difficult for actors to get nominated for playing other well-known <laughs> figures because mm-hmm. it. A lot of times, you're not doing anything. Well, I think people see it as an impersonation and not a performance. I think it's the same problem that I think Jim Carrey ran into with Man on the Moon. That I mean, that was an amazing performance, but people were like, "Well, we saw you on Living Color, and we know that you you started off as an we saw you as as a mask, and we he started off as an impressionist when he was doing stand up, and people were like, "Well, you're doing an impression, you're not acting, right? Right? right. And they get kind of dismissive. Little did they know. Luckily, I don't think enough people know Rami Malek, sure. So obviously. He's not Jim Carrey status right. And although we think He's an amazing actor And we might know him He really does blend in And I don't think He's going to run Into that issue He's just not Established yeah. enough To be like Oh told- that's just Rami Malek Doing an impression right, I, right, I told right. my wife I go You know at a certain point You, you forget that is Rami Malek You do I, 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 oh, and I, I know him And it's like I do a podcast On yeah. Mr. Robot So like I yeah. know the guy But really he disappears So you yeah. have a solo album Is what you're saying <laughs> Yeah, yeah. 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 So, Tom you have another podcast Wait, read yeah. <laughs> See but read mine Is more <laughs> Accidentally <laughs> Mine's not a pop culture Driven <laughs> podcast right Like I went off And did my little That's Side fair. We don't talk yeah. television yeah. On, <laughs> we, yeah we don't talk television here But yeah so they, they The the close of this movie Is the entire Live Aid set And it I mean, I will say as much as I think slightly abridged, slightly abridged. Well, yeah, yeah. Like, mm, but okay, yeah. but yeah, it's for the most abridged. part, it's yeah. exactly this is where it's like wanted. thirty minute concert. Yep. Yes. Yeah, movie. Yeah, it like, I mean, it's, it is. It's a you know twenty two minute set or whatever. Yeah. But it's it, the highlight. It is kind of. It is a highlight. Well, I, I guess we should say that Freddie calls Miami and he was like, "Can we still do this?" And he was yeah. like, "I you you need to meet with these guys before we agree to anything." And they come in, and I do appreciate that. Like immediately, you know. They're back. Like yeah. it's it, like Freddie says, like we're family, like family has falling out. It's just one mm-hmm. of those things. I do like where they're like, can you leave? And yeah. we'll talk. <laughs> and like, they're just like, why? Roger goes, why did you do that? He's like, I don't know. I just, I just wanted to. I just felt like it. Well, I and like I, it. this is also where, and he doesn't say it, but uh, Freddie kind of hints to Miami that he's sick, that he's sick. Yeah. Right. He's like, well, you've got all the time in the world. He's like, what if I don't? Right, right. And Miami's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you yeah. mean by that? Right. And and of course, but he doesn't say it in front of the band. Right. right. He says it when they're out in the hall. Right. So then we get to Live Aid, and it's, a, a, you know, this is Kills the scene. It. This is the scene where I was like, he, that dude is Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Like, he nails the, he nails the movements. He nails uh, even, like, the way he's moving his head. Right. Like, it's, yeah. just, it's so. He hired a, a, a movement specialist. I, it shows. To like, it's just saying they should have done, the the done that on Iron Fist. This is the part where I think the movie, especially from a critical standpoint, I think it falls into kind of a cheat because while it is entertaining and extremely 
fun to watch and you mm-hmm. get that wish fulfillment of seeing yeah. you know queen on the imax with the sound and everything like that but it's like we're making a biopic not a concert movie yeah, and it's, I, it's yeah. a bit of a cheat to go it's 22 minutes of, of it is because you're not making a filler. movie it's, yeah. it's filler though it's here let's just play songs yeah and you're just, like well that's eh, fine okay yeah i'll allow yeah. it because it is like, like it's, it's like when an artist plays the star spangled banner in order to get a standing ovation <laughs> sure yes yeah going back to that scene of the party where he smacks the the bartender on the ass the bartender's like dude i'll knock you out yeah. and he was like oh ooh, ooh, jim. really yeah jim, jim really sorry about that so they have a really touching moment where the two of them are there, they're talking, and he's just like, and they're together the rest of his life. They're, right. they're together like five or six years, right? right? They, like they're yeah, all he's with them the day he dies. Yeah. So he kind of says, he was like, I what if I kind of need a friend? He was like, I'll tell you what, you get yourself together, yeah. and come find me. Yeah. And he was like, what's your name? And he tells him his name. Which is, and then I do like where he goes, he goes Jim Hutton, Sarah Connor. Yeah. He goes to the phone book <laughs> as he's getting his life together, <laughs> and uh, he's looking in the phone book, and it's just like hundreds right you know, like page a whole page of jim huttons so right before they do live aid he goes and he yeah there's, there's a lot happening a in lot this happening day. In this like, day yeah these things happen but maybe the same but I, day i do like where he's just kind of like do you have any idea how many jim huttons there are in the phone book and he was just like yeah yeah, yeah. i do so he takes him and he meets his parents and like this is a this is a touching moment for me where his dad oh, yeah. like was... his dad this entire time has been very disapproving because he's got his son living his out lifestyle on the front pages of this paper. Well, and, a rock star is like that wasn't a right. Like, there was right. nothing it's noble. Not, that's when you're when you're a first generation immigrant. Sure, yeah. like rock star is not a viable career <laughs> no. option. Hey, like, also you're supposed his to be name. Yeah. 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 really you're supposed it was to be a doctor for, for, or a lawyer. For, yeah. for all of their parents, they were not really on board with their queenness way into their career right like well brian's dad was a little disappointed well, that think he wasn't about, an astrophysicist yeah as they think about where they met they were all in college like one's going to be yeah. a dentist right. one's going to be an astrophysicist dude like these were smart dudes right. that were they were like just finish college and, and then go do your stupid and rock and yes, roll thing and like you're gonna you're and you're gonna have a safe career and you're gonna make really good money go the safe route and these guys are like instead of being an astrophysicist <laughs> yeah i'm gonna go yeah. try this band yeah, yeah. Try he it did out. he did finish he did finish oh good he did good publish his, his his i think james young from sticks is also an astrophysicist yeah. Oh, really? yeah yeah he did but he did get his uh doctorate and, and yeah. you know he legit finished. and also what skunk baxter from uh the doobie brothers i believe is also an astrophysicist <laughs> dr skunk dr yeah. skunk baxter yeah. like i mean for, like the government like he does consulting oh. work for like he's like He's like the Olivia the Munn from Predator. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, geez. like the dude's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You had me at Olivia Dr. Munn. Brackett, yeah. Dr. Brackett, you lost me at Predator. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, lost it, everybody it is a bit of a cheat because it's, and I agree because it's like, yeah, see, this is, they make it seem like Queen was like, who thinks of Queen? And they were like, they were just on tour like two weeks ago. Right, right. right. Um, now, I will after, say they were at a kind of a, a yes, a, apex, a nad- nadir, they a, were, a fallow point. They in were their definitely career. at this point, and, and, they had, and they also kind of glossed over the whole Sun City thing. Right, uh, which was like mm, that was probably not the best, and they admit like that was a huge mistake. Yeah, yeah, Playing yeah, Sun City yeah, was yeah. not a was a good thing for them. So, they played South Africa at the height of apartheid. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. and they got called out hard yeah. on yep. that. That's they and they been. were like, mm. but they also you know like playing Rio and like that. They had become this sort of global right. Mm. 
band powerhouse and and, and it's not big in the states not touring in the states yeah, yeah they even also, like the states they show I mean, like the the reviews for bohemian rhapsody <laughs> and it's like meandering and yeah just okay or yeah. you know it's just like you <laughs> crazy bastards and i mean i think they the last time they toured the states was like what 81 it was the game yeah it was okay. the game didn't go yeah so that it's interesting <sighs> so they do play a little bit of flash there's a little flash in there mm-hmm. and they close like the, the last song that they do before the concert is do you want to live forever mm-hmm. which is which the, is the song that i after. hate off of that album if they could play princes of the universe well yeah but i mean it's, that's the better it's, song it's a fitting song for this <laughs> yeah. sure sure uh, but that's also that that's a kind of magic which is after this right yeah you know, i thought that this i thought that I'm both like, those songs a kind of magic came, came out after, after that. that's like the live aid that's like the last their is that their last room? no then there was innuendo or no sorry there was the miracle Okay, and then there was Innuendo, which is those two where he was like on declining. Innuendo is where he was super sick, and right. then uh, Made in Heaven came out pos- po- posthumously. What well, had uh, I won it all on? Uh, that's a kind of magic. That's a great. Song. That's a it great song. Great. One but, Vision mm-hmm. is one of my and yeah. also yeah. off of that album, yeah. Hammer to Fall, and that's that's the works, and that was right before yeah. Live Aid. Ha- so Hammer I mean, there's some timing. <laughs> that's the jam. Yeah, especially the Headbanger version. Yeah. Um, but there's some timing. Yeah, again, you know, it's like, mm, it's not really, but okay. Right. Uh, but yeah, they were like huge at that point because of Live Aid. They, it also did like sort of like bring them Shoot back. Shoot back up. And then they did do the Yellow Suit, yep. which I believe is Wembley, but I think I that's think it like is two years was, later. Yeah, okay. And that also is on uh, Blu-ray and is an incredible Yeah, show. I have that. Yeah, I have, and the Wimbley, like, I have that one. Yeah, they, they, they were, that is probably, and that's probably the end of their like, Live presence, right? Yeah. Right. And they were pretty much. He was, that was sick, it, yeah. And then they were just sort of. A it's interesting. Band. I I was reading an article uh, just recently with Brian May where he says they were if Freddie could have held out six months and lived, like the drug was <laughs> was right there. The yeah. protease inhibitors. The, yes, like yeah. he was he was maybe two two yeah. months away yeah. from being able to get that drug and prolonging his life. Yeah. I mean, towards the and end, he was like being he was, high, and this is what they also don't want to show is like yeah. the press. Hounded yeah, right, him right. That poor dude at the end. Yeah. Like I mean, he he didn't have a foot, and they were like, like admit, his foot it, was gone. admit it, like, admit he was going it, admit it, admit it. Yeah, and they do kind of show that when they're on the tour for the game, mm-hmm. right? That's the that's the album they were on tour for. In the states, yeah, where they're the press conference, they're just bomb- no, that's hot bar- space, hot space, yeah, where they're just bombarding him with like, what about your sexuality? And yeah. like, that's the scene where he's like, it's not about me. Like, he's trying to deflect to to Brian yeah. and to to everybody else, and they just keep hounding him. And he like, yeah. I feel like there's a scene where he just flips that table and is like, yeah, you know, I'm out, we're yeah. done, like yeah. we're finished here. But, so yeah, so the movie ends with them doing live aid and. uh you and get then, the little tag at the end. And a little live footage. Passing. Yeah, live footage of him. Man, that dude. Like, that dude was, a, like, the epitome of a rock star. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. And it's, like, yeah. there's no, there's nobody that will ever do that again. Yeah. And nobody that's ever done that Like since. Chris said online, I mean, that's my number one regret of never being able to see <laughs> he's, live. He's yeah. the, by far and away, yeah. the top of the mountain as far as musicians and artists that it it upsets me that I will never get to see. Uh, all right, here yeah. you go. Top three bands that you could see. You can put any any three bands you want on a show. What are your top three like bands? The, I would personally want to see. You could personally see. Living or Dead. Uh, I would go with the Beatles, uh, like Rooftop Era. Yeah. Uh, and then I would say Zeppelin. And I'd probably go with Nirvana. I never got to oh, see them. Yeah. Saw them once. Yeah. Oh wow! What you did? 
Uh, well, Queen. Yeah. Um, Beatles. And um, and then there's kind of a revolving door, but because um, there's bands I have seen, but um, ugh, that's that's tough. I I don't know. <laughs> I I I think there's like a certain '70s era Stones that I would have liked right. to have seen, like right around uh, um, Exile on Main Street. Okay, know. Chris. I'll I'll the obvious one for me I won't use because I've seen them. A thousand times. <laughs> and you've seen them, and there's no need. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, I've seen it. I'm yeah. going to go with three that I'll never get to see, and that's the Beatles, Zeppelin, and Queen. Mm-hmm. Mine's the exact same. Yeah. So mine is Cliff Burton. And Metallic. Queen would headline that show. Queen yeah. is oh, yeah. top, and yeah. then Hands Beatles, down. Zeppelin. Cliff Burton era, uh, Metallica, Nirvana, and Queen. Oh. Like hands like I I I've seen I've seen Metallica with Newstead. I've seen him with Robert. Yeah, but the Cliff Burton era. That's my yeah. That's my stuff. Yeah. But yeah, so, so there it is. Yeah, so uh, I, 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 I was. I don't remember if we had this conversation on mic or, or before we were recording. Like we have the opportunity to go and see Queen yeah. right now, but I I won't do it. Right. And it's it's nothing personally against Adam Lambert or 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 anyone else, but without Freddie, it's not. Queen, yeah. and, and that takes nothing away from the guys in the band, but to me, like that voice is so iconic. No one it's can so, replicate it. No, no, no often never impersonated, will. never replicated. And you look at the amount of rock and roll and, and even pop music that Queen directly influenced. You know, and it's you could draw a a line f- extending out from Queen that permeates it's everybody. Everybody yeah. that they followed. Are, they are the, if, when you look at the tree of rock and roll, I believe that that tree is built, uh, Zeppelin and Queen are the soil. No, mm-hmm. Beatles. Okay, so, okay, yeah, fine, that's fair. Beatles are the soil, Zeppelin and Queen are the are the trunk, and then mm-hmm. everything else yeah. is at, is built off of that. But yeah, because I mean, there's that's just true. a lot. Beatles is there. So, You're absolutely I mean, right. You, the, the amount of artists when they say, when did you want to become a rock star, and when they're like... When I saw the Beatles on Ed Sullivan, yep. I went out yeah. and bought a guitar the next day. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's just, the, it, the, that list just goes on forever. Right. It's, yeah. It's funny, but I mean, honestly, up until like not quite 20 years ago, know, 15, 16 years ago, um, Queen was still kind of regarded negatively. Like, they were like, nah, they were a bit overproduced and blah, blah, blah. And it, was a, it wasn't until I think Rolling Stone, well, I mean, Wayne's World happened. Sure. But then also Rolling Stone, and, you know, they, they had like the top heaviest metal moments. And it was um, Brian May's solo and We Will Rock You oh, yeah. as like being like a pivotal point. Yeah. And I was like, good for you, because I was I was huge a Queen fan early on. And I was always kind of like people were like roll their eyes at Queen. It's just because, you know, for some people, Queen were disco and some people Queen were rockabilly or some people the Queen, you know, that's think, the thing about Queen. Yeah. I think is they're everywhere. The 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 casual person who, who doesn't necessarily know Queen will discount them like, oh, because like that, of the yeah, I like that vanilla ice factor. song. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yes. And I think because when you when you think Queen, the first two songs that are going to pop into your mind are We Will Rock You and We Are the Champions. Yeah, and another sure. one bites the dust, which right. is very yes. disco. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I think that there is a bit of, okay, I get it. They're the dumb jock rock band. But there's so much more than that. Yeah, and it's it's one of those where when when I was a kid, I, you know, I grew up in the MTV generation. So, you know, I grew up on a steady diet of hair metal, <laughs> steady <laughs> diet. And and then, you know, Guns N' Roses hit and they were the anti hair metal hair metal band. Yep. Right. And, you know, you, you dig into them and, you know, you can't hear an interview with Axel where he doesn't talk about Freddie and Elton John. Right. Yeah. 
And so, you know, I was like, well, okay, I, you know, playing sports. I'm like, oh, I know these songs by Queen. And I was like, Dad, I want to get a Queen record. Mm-hmm. And he bought me uh, Queen's uh, Classic Queen Volume 2. Uh-huh. And I remember listening to it and just going, I want as much of this band as I can find yeah. it, right Not now. only do they permeate all of that, look at Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, for sure. Who's a wrestler. He was from. He was in Japan. He's in the WWE now. If you look at his entrance. And look uh, at what he wears. Look at what he wears. It's, it's, it's Freddie Mercury. Get that wrestling. I'm going to yeah. get in there. Yeah. But it is 100% like, oh, true. Okay. But, I mean, if yeah. you, if you if go Google his entrance in Japan, I yeah. mean, he's doing Freddie Mercury. Really? Yeah. Like, it's, I mean, the whole, like, flailing the arms and mm-hmm. flicking the hair back, yeah. the whole shebang. He is... He's even said he's like my inspirations for the, my entrances and for the music is Freddie Mercury and Michael Jackson. Well, and I think it's funny it now because like now like that sort of um, flamboyance, sure. Uh, especially you know when Freddie cut his hair and grew the mustache, a lot of people were like, "Whoa, <laughs> dude!" Yeah. Um, and they and they did turn. Um, but I think now people are like looking at it as like, Ooh. and it's also ironic that. It, it you know in the seventies and eighties it was like long hair was for the queers yeah. yeah and then he cuts his hair and they're like no I take that back right. yeah. <laughs> dude get the long yeah. hair back right. yeah yeah, so, yeah. and then look at George I mean George Michael I mean yeah. I feel like George Michael looked he he embraced that look yeah the 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 late eight not the late 80s, the early eighties Freddie Mercury look yeah you know the the mm-hmm. mustache and yeah. even you know but yeah it was this he is in he's. He's got his fingers in every single mm-hmm. uh, era of pop culture and music that exists. Queen, great movie, okay. Yeah. Yes, Agreed. I agree. Rami Malek. I'm fine. Yeah, you yeah. know what? That's Rami Malek, superb. I had a, mm-hmm. I had more fun at this movie than I probably would have at the Todd Phillips version. I, that, I and think that's, that's my takeaway. Is yeah. I was like, well. Yeah. I don't know that his version would have been. It would have been yeah. interesting. It would have been a good. I think it would have been a good watch, but. Rami saves it. Thank, he does. I mean, thank God they had him as the actor. You know? Yeah. So, Dan, do you have a video recovery for us? Uh, yes, actually, I do, and it's directed by Todd Phillips. Oh, okay. It's called Velvet Goldmine. What is oh, that? Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I didn't, it's a movie, I didn't realize uh, that was a Todd Phillips. So, movie. It, it, okay. So, if you haven't seen this movie, it's uh, amazing movie, and it's based. It's loosely based, or mostly based around David Bowie's uh, oh. career and his. Uh, it's sort of like a pseudo biography, but it's uh, heavily uh, into glam rock. There's a lot of rock. There's no licensed Bowie. <laughs> so th- that is this is a movie that is a autobiography of David Bowie without his. Um, li- this is without if you want it. that movie, this is that movie okay. that we just talked about, and it's without his participation. Now uh, he signed off on it. He's like, you can make that movie, but he he didn't stop them from making the movie. But it's clearly inspired by him. Uh, uh, trying to think of the actor's name, Reese uh, Witherspoon. No, it's uh, Jonathan Reese Pieces. Myers. Myers Myers mm-hmm. plays um, plays plays the David Bowie character. Iggy, uh, that's no. weird. Ewan McGregor plays Iggy Pop in Full Frontal Glory. Oh, oh my right. god, plays wow. the Iggy Pop character. Eddie Izzard is in it. Um, How old is this? Uh, oh gosh, it came out about. 10, 15 years ago. Okay. Spectacular movie. It's about the glam rock scene. Christian Bale's in it. Plays a reporter. Wow. Who? Well, uh, thank goodness he's not singing because we saw him in Newsies. <laughs> yeah. No, no, he doesn't. It came out in 98. 98. Yeah, I was going to so, say, I yeah, thought this that was, was, was pre-20s. Yeah, if that you is, haven't seen his movie, it's it's really good. It's 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 sort of a love letter to the whole glam music scene. Um, it's interesting uh, that he was doing this in 1998 and he wanted to make yeah, this one. Yeah, yeah and, it's, and it's a, it's a really... Um, you know, I think when that and this movie came out, a lot of people were like, because there's a lot of uh, 
dude on dude action in this movie. And sure. People are like, "What is this movie?" Yeah, ninety eight. Still kind of not yeah. A, not as it was definitely an art know. house movie that didn't. Really it was. Pop. I saw right. it at the Tivoli, yeah. and I was there like with four other people. Yeah, and, <laughs> but it's a very like, and uh, there's like big musical numbers in it, and sort of like you know, musical vignettes, and it is, and it's sort of honestly what it is a story of like the uh, uh, how Bowie. You know, started out as sort of more as a singer-songwriter, long hair as a troubadour, and he wore women's clothing, and then how he transitioned and became Ziggy Stardust, and then how he killed off that character, and then it ends, you know, it, it leads up to uh, let basically Let's Dance and how he became this persona. Are you a Bowie guy? Maker. You're a Bowie guy. Huge right? Bowie. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, right, yeah. But, but it, and I remember, and it's kind of funny because like uh, Hot Space, I hated uh, with a passion when it came out, uh, and then like... Years later, I was like, that's actually a really good album, the Queen album. Oh, and, sure. And I will say, I admit, I hated Let's Dance until about, it was before it's Bowie fun, died. It's a fun song. And I came back around, I'm like, no, I meant the whole album. Oh, I Hated oh. all of it. Hated that whole era of Bowie. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> you probably hated it because it, it wasn't artistic. It was well, mainstream it was like, for the uh, masses, but yeah. as far as creative Bowie, that's his dead era. Oh, and, it, and it's kind of funny because it's like, it's sort of like a... Uh, it's the long con because mm-hmm. he was like, oh, I want to see if I could be a hit maker. And, and he, he did. Was. And he's like, OK, I'm done with that. Yeah. And then he went back to making, you know, and even some of his later stuff is like, oh, that's a tough. That's tough. tough sell, buddy. It's like when David Lynch made that lawnmower. Movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're like, what? I don't know what to do. That's why um, I feel about all David Lynch movies. Yeah. No, it's not a weird movie at all. It's about no, this guy who wants to visit beautiful. his dying brother. And he ri- it's based on a true story. He rides his lawn, his riding lawnmower like 400 miles to it, get there. Oh, and it's, it's like G rated. It's Disney a movie. straight up G rated Disney family movie. Yeah. So that is weird. Yeah. It's like when, see when, if he can do it. It's really yeah. good. When it's Wes Craven really made that romantic movie. Yeah. Totally. Like, what happened? It's really good. But um, yeah. So if you haven't seen Velvet Goldmine, I highly recommend recommend it and i honestly when you watch that you'd be like yeah i'm okay with the the queen movie as it is because it is more fun sure um and and uh, i think it'd be hard to make the todd phillips movie it would be hard to make that decadent movie without seeming judgmental of freddie mercury i agree do you i the i wonder if brian may and roger taylor are extreme i mean they're very open about a lot of the stuff that happened in the band right but there's really not that much right and I think that's the you know they're like but they're not going to you know tarnish. turn their nothing back negative or about Queen right yeah. you know I, I kind of refer it to the Martin Luther King problem where I mean he's got a past he's yeah got a, a, and it's a similar some, issue of it, like you can't make that movie because the family won't correct. give you the rights to the right. speeches right. like you, right. you won't get a, a legit yeah authentic look into who he was as a as a man outside of the. The public person yeah, yeah. because the family's like no 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 no. I still can't believe you can own not those you, speeches. Not unless you want to say I have a nocturnal hallucination. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. That so, just seems like that'd be public. I just yeah. the speeches just because they're so. Yeah, well, it's kind of like songs though. I mean, somebody wrote them. Yeah, yeah. So uh, well, they charged when they made that memor- that uh-huh. monument to him in D.C. They they, right. they had to pay to put a quote from him <laughs> on it. So that's how you go. Well, I guess uh, that's it for this one. We should yeah. probably go around the table and everyone can say where to find them. Uh, this is Dan. You can find me on Twitter, Dan Graney sixty seven G R A N E Y. This is Joe. You can also follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts B U T T S twenty one. This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R Bracket. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. And uh, Chris, where can they find you? Uh, I am on Twitter at Hossapalooza, or you can uh, check out my other podcast, which is the Blues Hockey Podcast. 
at blueshockeypodcast.com or pretty much anywhere where you stream podcasts. And if you want to find the show itself, you can do that at facebook.com slash realspoilers, on Twitter at realspoilers, or on Patreon at patreon.com slash realspoilers. So uh, that's it for this one. I have no idea what we're doing next week. Overlord. Apparently Joe's voting for Overlord. I'll come back. And Chris, <laughs> and Chris wants to stay in the guest room until it's time. So, I've heard nothing but great things about that movie. Yeah, yeah. It looks awesome. It's another yeah. JJ I'm movie. thinking it must be pretty good because uh, JJ is trying to shop his half a billion dollar yeah. production deal, and which tells me that this must be pretty good if he's trying to shop it now. Right. So, so this was the movie that the last the time Cloverfield. I was here was rumored to be a Cloverfield, Cloverfield sequel. Ah, gotcha. Apparently it's it's so not. so perhaps that will be our movie. Oh, it's going to be. Until so thanks for tuning in and until next time Mozart collapses during the magic flute. to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.